Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. What do you know? What do you say? I always say uh, I say that to my kids because my dad always said that to me. What do you think? <laughs> my son says, I never know how to answer that question. That's funny. That's like my old neighbor Herb. Hey, Joe, what do you know? He'd say to me, I never, hey, I should, you know, somebody should just say, hey, Herb. Don't, don't, this, this doesn't require an answer. <laughs> Boy, it used to drive me crazy. I'm not sure it requires an answer. I think it's a rhetorical question. Nobody's actually asking what you think. I think taxes are too high. That's not what they mean. <laughs> right. Simply a greeting. Yeah, exactly. Hail! Exactly. I recognize your presence in front of me. Yes. That's what you're saying. So there's a... Uh, and I mayor. am pleased. Exactly. I am pleased to survey you, sir. Uh, there's a Mayor Pete story of some uh, note out, and we'll get to that in a moment or two. It's really an odd one. It's actually about his man, his husband, um, and his life story. We got a text the other day when if Mayor Pete climbs the the ranks, if if uh, Bernie collapses and those people go to Pete, which I think is a reasonable expectation, and you actually have a race between Biden and Mayor Pete, um, first time Mayor Pete kisses his man on TV, that's a huge deal. He's already that done that. Or, or are you talking about specifically on the big stage? On the big yeah, stage. Okay. the nominee. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that would turn a lot of people off. I don't know that it would. It would have 20 years ago. I don't, Probably 10 years ago. I don't know that don't it know does him a lot of good. I'm not, I'm not sure it'd be that big a deal. Among swing voters, but I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. Uh, but we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. First, though, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Joe Biden is a low IQ individual. He probably is. Welcome to Walmart. My name is Bernie. Remarkable 96 year old Pete Dupree, World War II veteran. That's been many months in the making, right there. I am now facing the fight of my life against the ultimate Goliath, the Trump administration. I'm, st- I'm done with you people, I really am. This is pathetic. Sit dangerous situation here. <laughs> Will he resign? Will he rebut depictions of his report? Will he address his public testimony? Or will he bring charges? Or will he bring sexy back? Or uh... <laughs> Dude, I never thought that would even be possible to be using that word. To me, it's a dirty word. You know who got me elected? I got me elected. You can't just take fake videos of things. If the internet had no fake videos, it would be the library. 
Hey, before you get to Mayor Pete, we should mention this again because this is a big story. 1,036 illegals crossed the border in one group yesterday. Biggest group. Wow. Biggest group that's ever crossed the border no, at one no, time. No, that's a manufactured crisis. And uh, it's becoming a thing where uh, illegals come across in, in, in big numbers. Like all of last year, it only happened 13 times that there was a group of 100 and more. And now in May alone, we had 50? Wow. Almost 50, just wow. in May. Wow. So wow. It's, it's just a new way of handling it. We don't have a border in a meaningful way at this point. We're not really. <laughs> have you people seen? by the thousands are wandering in. Have you seen that? Oh, my. That's so wrong. Jeans swimsuits are here to ruin summer. I saw the headline the other day. And, and they're like Speedos for the dudes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, oh, they look terrible. like they're jean material, but they're actually well, it reduces swimsuits. drag in the water. His, his girlfriend there has my attention, but I probably ought to focus on the show. <clears throat> but I saw the headline the other day, jean swimsuits are here to ruin summer. <laughs> do, you wear, do you wear belts with those? <laughs> so uh, Pete Buttigieg's brother-in-law is accusing Mayor Pete of hijacking his ham- family's history for political advantage. By, and I'm quoting this story, crafting a bogus backstory of poverty, homelessness, and homophobia. <clears throat> this guy's name is Ryan Glesman. He's a uh, happens to be a pastor in small-town Michigan. He's been inundated by death threats and hate mail when stories surfaced this month claiming he was a bigot who had fallen out with his younger brother, Chasten, when Chasten came out of the closet. Okay, so I'm, uh, I'm confused as to who this guy is. He's, He's the brother of... Pete's husband. Brother of Pete's husband. Okay. <clears throat> so he's a brother-in-law. Everybody involved is dudes. <clears throat> that's yeah, that's Get used to it, Jack. Anyway, the reports were based on a Washington Post article, which described how 29-year-old Chasten was forced out of the family home and never reconciled with his two brothers. Uh, Glesman said his family's been loving and supportive throughout. Uh, a mayor from a small city and his husband, a child who grew up with nothing, and his parents kicked him out. It makes a perfect political story for the campaign, he said. In an interview with Washington Examiner, to me, that's very sad. If that's all you have to stand on, you're not fit to be president of the United States. Um, he says, um, oh, the Washington Post article says, um, Chasten Buttigieg has been a homeless community college student and Starbucks barista. Now he could be first gentleman. It referenced uh, Glesman's opposition to gay marriage based on the Bible uh, what particularly stung, he said, was a line suggesting he or or his brother Dustin had effectively disowned, disowned Chasten by saying, no brother of mine. And Glesman said, do I love him? Absolutely. He's my brother. You can't change that just because we have a disagreement doesn't change that. Nobody was shocked when he came out. In fact, everybody was like, yeah, yep. Nor was his family particularly religious. We were kind of we went to church at Easter and Christmas. And we wouldn't banish anybody. He went away. He was struggling for a time. There was, but there was nothing on the family end that said he had to leave. Um, the story makes it look as if he came from nothing, a poor family. Chasten had everything from cell phones paid for, car insurance paid for. Um, and uh, and he goes on and on. He said, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Hmm. So, Well, if he gets to a certain level, this will all be hashed out in the media. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we shall see. Uh, coming up, what do you put his chances at, Jack? Whose chances? Mayor Pete. Of what? Of being the nominee. Hmm. 
One in 10? One in 20? 50? 100? I think Biden's just going to stay way in first place all the way through and, and have the nomination. Well, he's done, he's done what uh, huge frontrunners do. He's gone to ground. You couldn't find him with a bloodhound. I mean, he is quiet. He's in a secret location. He's naked sniffing somebody's hair around the pool, but he ain't oh, yeah. talking to nobody. Some sort of hired hair sniffing model. <laughs> he's doing what Hillary did. Debate? Why debate? There's no need for debates. Uh, what's the debate? Yeah, I'm uh, going over here. Click. <laughs> he locks the door. Uh, we'll see if he ever comes out. So listen. You familiar with the communist, the communist Chinese uh, totalitarian regime, their surveillance state, they're uh, putting millions of people in concentration camps, etc. China. U- that's right, China, sir. They use uh, technology to do that. Guess who's getting rich off of selling them that technology? American universities, among others. What? We'll have that story for you in moments. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'm probably going to wear you all out over the years with how obsessed I am with China now, but um, I, I just see, I think it's interesting. The Soviet Union was seen as such a threat to the world. Um, I mean, the whole world was structured around the battle between communism and the free world. And China, for whatever reason, is getting a free pass on this. And a lot of it has to do with people are making so much money off of it. Back in the day, people on the right were warning everyone about the threat of communism in the Soviet Union. People on the left are saying, no, 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 you're, you're overreacting or they're just implementing it wrong or whatever. With China, it's the opposite it seems like you've got a lot of university professors decrying the uh, the civil the human rights violations of China and how mm. awful they are. But so many people on the right are making money off of China. They're willing to overlook all the bad stuff they do. And the bigger and more powerful China gets, hey, all the better for our company. That's just more people that can afford to buy my shoes or whatever. Right. And there are a lot of surprising people making a lot of money, and that's uh, one of the topics Ryan Mack has been reporting on. Ryan is a senior tech reporter with BuzzFeed News based in San Francisco and joins us now. Hello, Ryan. How are you? Hey, guys. Good. How are you? Good. It's a pleasure to have you on. So uh, the headline, U.S. universities and retirees are funding the technology behind China's surveillance state. Uh, Give us a, a brief outline of what you're writing about. Sure thing. Um, well, we take a look at two very fast-growing facial recognition companies in China. In fact, they're the two largest dedicated facial recognition tech companies in the world. They're called MegV and SenseTime. They've raised both about each more than a billion dollars and are both valued at more than four billion. Uh, and basically what these companies do is they help uh, develop software and facial recognition algorithms to, let's say, Let's say you have a bunch of security footage that you want to run through against a, a database of photos. You can recognize people's faces based on based on those images, and, and that's that's basically what they're creating. Right, and you know, if it were to sign into your Facebook account or or you know to apprehend murderers, I think we all might have at least some soft spot for it. But boy, the way the way China's implementing this technology is pretty nasty. I think there's I think there's a, a wide range of use cases, which is why these companies are, are so valuable. In fact, they're not 
they're not much older than five years old and uh, and they've grown to this size. And there are kind of positive applications for this, but there are also security applications. And when you uh, use that with the, the Communist Party, the Chinese Communist Party, and, and the applications they have for security, um, it gets a little dicey in, 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 in what... Uh, and what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, you mentioned in your article that the the millions of uh, of of Muslims that they've got in these political re-education camps, they're right. they're, they're you know they're concentration camps. Um, a lot of them were identified with the facial recognition software. Um, right, and those those are uh, a population called Uyghurs, or um, which is a Muslim ethnic population that lives mainly in the Xinjiang province in northwest China, and um, Xinjiang is one of the most heavily surveilled places in the world. Uh, and yes, and some of this technology is helping to surveil uh, and watch these people, a million of more than a million of which have been put into these political re-education camps um, simply because of their religion um, or because they don't agree with, with certain things. of the Political society. re-education camps, millions of people. And it's just not getting the attention it ought to. Yeah. People are so dumb and or ignorant. They think evil begins and ends with Adolf Hitler. Um, I wonder, well, you know, and, and when I was in school, the big uh, apart, anti-apartheid, the disinvest movement was huge. When you went to these people and said, hey, you're investing heavily in one of the most effective tools of oppression on Earth here. Uh, what did the, the folks say, the universities and other funds? Interestingly, they don't, they don't really say much. I mean, a lot of them uh, deferred to the venture capital or the private equity firms that they invest through uh, for comment. Um, only one, uh, a Los Angeles um, pension and public employee pension fund called Lacera, was the one uh, was the only one that said they would reevaluate their investment. But yeah, they have a little bit of, I guess, as they view it, plausible deniability here. These pension funds, universities. Foundations like universities like Princeton, pension funds like CalPERS, for example, they invest through private equity and venture capital funds that then put uh, their money into uh, these companies. Right, and And fair enough, you hire these companies because you don't want to do it yourself. But or, you, or you just want to be more passive and then let these these technology investors kind of take the wheel. And um, look, that looks great when uh, these companies they're investing in in game-changing companies like Facebook or Google or Twitter, um, but it's less great when um, they're investing in facial recognition companies that are used to uh, oppress people. Got to correct you there, Ryan Mack. Facebook is evil, but uh, that's the official stance of the Armstrong and Getty Show. I I do a lot of reporting on Facebook, too, so I guess we'd have to rewind that by about 10 years. But yeah, in terms of... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, we ought to talk about that someday. Ryan Mack, senior tech reporter with BuzzFeed News in San Francisco. Uh, Ryan, hey, this is some great old school reporting, and and we'll have a link so folks can read the whole piece. It's quite uh, detailed and interesting uh, at the website. Uh, We sure appreciate the time, and well done. Thanks for having me. Yeah, sure. It's uh, armstrongandgetty.com. Speaking of China, this story is so funny. I mean, it's it's a visual, and I wish I could say the word... There's this mom in uh, Benton, Illinois. I know Benton very well. Fabulous town in the middle of the country. Ordered a T-shirt for her three-year-old from AliExpress. Sean has seen this. It's a T-shirt with an illustration uh, from the fabulous kids, classic kids uh, book, Frog and Toad Are Friends. Um, and it's it's the one where Frog and Toad are riding bicycles together. Sometimes I find the relationship a little abusive. 
frog and toad. <sighs> it's volatile. <laughs> it certainly is. They overreact a lot. Yeah. 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 Well, they're amphibians. Um, but anyway, it's this utterly charming picture that absolutely tugged at my heartstrings read, remembering reading to my kids of frog and toad riding their bikes together and smiling and talking between one of their angry bouts. Um, <laughs> and so she ordered this, uh, orders this from Alibaba. Uh, is that the name of the uh, AliExpress? It's part of the giant uh, Chinese retailer. And sure enough, the the cute little T-shirt for a three-year-old daughter comes. Cute little kid, too. Um and it's Frog and Toad riding their bikes and boldly captured uh, underneath it in all caps is, and it spells out the word, F the police. <laughs> it, it spells it out. Oh my God. Didn't know Frog and Toad were NWA fans. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, it's. Oh. If, I op- if I ordered a t shirt for a little kid and I opened it and it said that, I. I wouldn't be able to breathe for like an hour. I would laugh so hard. Well, it's real right. I would fall down. <laughs> Once she got over the shock of it. Oh, my well, God. That's hilarious. Says mom, I literally did not know how to react, so I just took a few moments to stare at it and try to process of all the things they could have added. Why that? Right. On a children's size T-shirt? <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Not only it's funny on so many levels, right. just the un- incongruousness of it. I mean, where it just doesn't... Oh, my God, that's <laughs> and, funny. And I guess it's a meme on Reddit to put funny captions on Frog and Toad, but <laughs> she FaceTimed her husband about it, and they, quote, just screamed together. We both just lost it dying of laughter. <laughs> All he could say was, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know what? That's oh, what, that is and, funny. And she only spent, like, $5 on the T-shirt. She got $5 worth of entertainment. Oh, no kidding. That's beautiful. We got a picture linked at armstrongandgetty.com. I'll say it for work. Armstrong and Getty. Yo, 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 let's get the news with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump is defending his threat to impose tariffs on Mexican goods. Trump tweeting today, quote, Mexico has taken advantage of the United States for decades. Because of the Dems, our immigration laws are bad. Mexico's making a fortune from the U.S. They have for decades. They can easily fix this problem. Time for them to finally do what must be done. Got a quibble with the uh, the tangerine tornado there. A couple of things. Number one, both parties, sir. Both parties, beyond a doubt. Secondly, the U.S. has been making tons of money off of Mexico as well. Getting cheap labor and the rest of it. I mean, uh, the fat cats are winning, man. Trump's second tweet going on to say in order not to pay tariffs if they start rising companies will leave mexico which has taken 30 percent of our auto industry and they'll come back to the usa mexico must take back their country from the drug lords and the cartels the tariff is about stopping drugs as well as illegals those are the two main uh, trump uh, tweets about that this morning well uh, i do get that mexico has been less than cooperative on uh, matters of joint interest and Maybe a little pressure will get him off the mark, but... Nah. Nah. Well, with all, nah. with all this back and forth, I think it's time to check in with Positive Sean for his one-word market report. Uh, the market is precipitous. Mm, the market what? is precipitous. <laughs> it is there. of an action suddenly and without careful consideration. Huh. 
It's uh, it's responded too much to the news of the day. That's too many words. I'm, I'm so, done. did I hear that Chipotle stock uh, took a hit yesterday? Uh, it took a hit on news. It of took the... a dump, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. What? on the, uh, the wow! You should see the look he just gave me. Like I'm his bad oh. child. <laughs> on news of a possible, it was worth it for that <laughs> avocado tariff. Chipotle being known for their guac. Wait a their, minute. Their stock took a bit I of a get tumble. your hands off my guac. Let me see I, what it's at. I uh, ate at Chipotle yesterday, so I got in just under the wire, and their guacamole was fantastic. And as far as I can tell, all the employees had washed their hands. Every time Judy and I uh, go to Mexico with our friends who we travel with, every single day we try a new guacamole at a different place. It's kind of our thing. Chipotle down more than 2%. No! 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 (laughs) I did my part yesterday. I ate the entire burrito. As usual, you get the handed to you. size of an infant. It's handed to you and think, I should not eat this. Next thing you know, no it's gone. No human being could possibly eat this entire thing. <laughs> I'm surprised you're here today. <laughs> on another note, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said last night on Jimmy Kimmel Live that President Trump actually wants to be impeached because he believes the Republican-controlled Senate would bail him out. And there is a school of thought that says if the Senate acquits you, why bring uh, uh, charges against him in the private sector when he's no longer president? Republican Senate, she added, is completely in the pocket of Donald Trump. Well, okay. Well, uh, yeah. It's one way to phrase it. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say. Uh, they'll you, bail you, him out. You could also say that, that, that they don't believe he is uh, committed to crime that should cause you to right. throw out a, a, a duly elected president. We have got more historic flooding going on across the Midwest. It's getting worse after two weeks of Ooh. really severe weather. Arkansas authorities have issued evacuation orders for the western part of the state and are warning that major flooding is imminent after a levee failed near the Mississippi River. Oh, man, that's not good. Not at all. Northwest Arkansas is gorgeous. Just beautiful. I've looked at some plenty of real estate porn in that part of the world. It's I would just, not have guessed that. That's interesting. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. All right. Now, here, here's an interesting situation. They've come up with a genetically modified fungus that is showing promise in the fight against malaria. Researchers work with a type of fungus that typically infects mosquitoes that spread malaria in Africa. They modified it to include a type of spider venom. Field tests in West Africa showed a nearly total drop in mosquito populations within 45 days. Wow! The World Health Organization says nearly half of the world's population is at risk of malaria. In 2015, more than 200 million people came down with the disease and nearly half a million died from it. So they're going to try... I don't like mosquitoes! They're going to be trying to expand this use of modified fungus. So they got a fungus and they're putting spider venom on it. Yeah. Good points for originality. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Toronto Raptors drawing first blood in the NBA Finals. The Raptors taking game one, 118-109 over the Warriors in Toronto. They lead the series one zip. And after the game, Warriors Draymond Green exchanged words with Raptors super fan Drake. Now, observers say it wasn't exactly clear what was said. But very it, heated. But pushing it, and shoving. Punches thrown. Knives. Knives came knives out. Came out. <laughs> Slashing and stabbing. Anyway, the whole thing ended with Drake shaking his head and appearing to yell trash at Green and his teammate Steph Curry, <laughs> who helped usher Green away from the rapper during the uh, post-game press Yo, conference. Yo, man, get away from Drake. <laughs> <laughs> 
During during his post-game press conference, Green was asked about the so-called scuffle. You got a question about basketball? It wasn't really a scuffle because I didn't hit him and he didn't hit me or I didn't push him or he didn't push me. We talked. We barked a little bit, but I wouldn't necessarily consider that a scuffle. Not really what I personally would consider a scuffle. Draymond is such an interesting guy. I totally understand why any fan base would be annoyed and hate him and just think he's the worst. But simultaneously, if he's on your team, you think this guy's the greatest. Oh, Draymond? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, You love him on your team, hate him when he's on the other. But he's a really interesting guy, too. Game two is going to be in Toronto on Sunday. He's much more thoughtful than you'd, you'd guess. Based on his image. So they're going to play the basketball game on Sunday? I thought in Canada, Sundays were for barn raisins. <laughs> That's right, and they play on ice. Hmm. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Interesting culture up there. Make the players wear skates. <laughs> play basketball on ice. I'd, I'd pay to see that. Be fast moving, man. Yeah. Well, they're either either Toronto's actually, you know, a competitor for the Warriors or they woke up a team that was kind of, you know, had a couple weeks off and kind of going easy through the playoffs. And, all right, we got to pay attention now and then that'll be that. At the risk of being too sportsy, the one thing I've realized from watching sports is uh, game two's relationship to game one is uh, distant. Oh, yeah. In the NBA. Is, and, and game three, four and five, et cetera. They're yeah. so spread out, too. There's no such thing as momentum. Right. In NBA playoffs. I got a feeling that Kevin Durant fired up a lot of his burner Twitter accounts yesterday and was firing <laughs> off. See, I told you they needed KD. Yeah. Any chance he comes back? Is anybody saying he's back? No. No. no just not going to. Okay. Hmm. Blew out his Achilles. No, it was a, I'm telling you. It was a strained calf muscle. Yeah, well, guess what the calf's connected to. That's a stretch. That's right. his agent talking because he's a free agent. Right. And he wants teams seriously considering that just going further down the road of writing him a ginormous check before the truth comes out. That's, you know, that's my conspiracy theory, although I, I'm fairly certain I'm right. Well, that's some pretty bad timing if... Uh, oh, it's, if, it's nightmarish from his perspective. And he's already yeah. got more money than you could spend in eight sure. lifetimes. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so how do we want to uh, finish this hour? Strong, weak? No, uh, Peter, no not that. Peter. That sounds hard. <laughs> as usual. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. The Air Force is, uh, this is yet another childish uh, you wow. know, nugget from my end of things, and I apologize wow. in advance for that, but this is an actual headline. Air Force dogfight exercise accidentally formed sky penis, officials say. Oh, gosh. Quote, Evidently, unquote, accidentally. The, yeah. uh... The Air Force is responding to accusations that their fighter pilots drew a, a, a male sex organ in the sky. Is it believed that maybe they did? We'll have the unseemly details for you next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, we never did the Arnold Schwarzenegger song thing that we mentioned earlier, and I don't even know what it is. What is that? It's, well, it's awful. Let's hear it first. It's real? Yes. Hey, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. Listen carefully. Dig deep down and ask yourself, who do you want to be? Not what, but who, if you believe success will come to you. Look like hell, trust yourself, and all your dreams come 
you like that, huh? <laughs> yeah, not really, not per se, no. I mean, the sentiment was was fine. Musically, it was an abortion. So is it in a song he released, or what is that? Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a song that somebody else released. Uh, is that some fellow, sort of motivational rap? Yeah, a pump-it-up rap from fellow Austrian entertainer Andreas Gabalier. That's yeah. probably not how you pronounce it. Uh, yeah, so it's his song. Trump is featured on a verse of it. Oh, really? Or yes. not Trump. I'm sorry, Schwarzenegger. I, oh, I Gabalier got my, my celebrity politicians mixed up. Arnie Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that's some good stuff there. Yeah, are you motivated? Go off and do it, <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> Pump iron, Mount Maid, or mishandle California. Give up, Damn it. whatever you like, whatever your goal. <laughs> you know, we spent some quality time on this. Manage California and give up. <laughs> <laughs> that was a brief summary of Schwarzenegger's reign. <laughs> Eight years summarized in one sentence. Yeah, pretty accurately, too, if I do say so. We talked about the homeless... I say... All right. I say have you. Huh? The homeless industrial complex. We talked about this hour two of the show, I think, perhaps. Um, How there are tens, hundreds of millions of dollars being spent allegedly on the homeless problem that are enriching uh, builders and cronies and politicians and the rest of it. And it's just become the latest money spigot. And I wish you for could the get corrupt where where they're building uh, temporary housing for the homeless at fifty thousand dollars per bed or so-called permanent housing at honest to goodness four hundred and forty thousand dollars per unit. And I wish you could get my crowd, my crowd, and I don't know how many of us there are who I don't really you know I should, but I don't care that much about the homeless people. I just want them away. That's my number one goal. I want them away from me. I wish you could combine me, who doesn't want to give a lot of taxpayer money, with the crowd that cares a lot. It really bothers you. You're good humans, better than me. You care about it. You should also be unhappy with this, because Mm -hmm. it's not accomplishing anything. Absolutely. So there's a bunch of money being spent poorly. So if you could get both crowds together, you'd think you could... uh have this money spent better. I wasn't familiar with the California Globe, but this piece they wrote about this topic is so good. It's so thorough. Uh, Well-researched. It's great, solid reporting, and we have a link at armstrongandgetty.com, but they have at the end of it ways to rein in the homeless industrial complex. Listen to this hateful, unsympathetic uh, set of ideas. One, acknowledge there's a problem. Agree that it's no longer acceptable to throw money at the homeless epidemic without questioning all the current proposals and the underlying premises. Billions of dollars are being wasted. Admit it. It's point number one. Who could disagree with that? Two, recognize that a special interest, the homeless industrial complex comprised of developers, government bureaucrats, and activist nonprofits, have taken over the homeless agenda and turned it into a profit center. They're not going to solve the problem. They're going to milk it. The PR firms will sell compliant media, a feel-good story about someone who turned their life around, living in a fine new apartment. What they won't tell you is that because of the $400,000 they charged to build that single apartment unit, dozens, if not hundreds of people are still on the street with nothing. And see, what you have here is you have a whole bunch of people who pretend to care about the homeless and waste money, and they don't get screamed at like me, who, who just openly said... I don't really care that much. I just want them away from me. Right. They're worse than me. Sure. They're way worse than me. Yeah. It's not they're a competition, pre- Jack. They're pretending <laughs> to care and stealing your money and not helping anybody. Idea three. Act at the municipal and state level to set a limit on the cost per shelter bed. 
This cost must represent a compromise between ideal facilities for homeless people and what is affordable at a scale sufficient to solve the problem. Again, oh, that hateful, hateful conservative. It's probably the alt-right idea. There's no reason the capital cost for a shelter bed should be $50,000 each, but that's exactly what was proposed in Venice, California. $8 million for a semi-permanent tent with 154 beds. Similarly, there's no reason a basic apartment unit for the homeless should cost over $400,000. But in Los Angeles, by most accounts, that's what they cost. This is outrageous, he goes on. Uh, Stop differentiating between bridge housing, which is basic shelter, and permanent supportive housing. Permanent supportive housing is bridge housing. Amenities better than a durable, dry, sole occupancy occupancy tent and a porta potty can belong exclusively in the realm of privately funded nonprofits and charities. Until there isn't a single homeless person left on the street, not one penny of taxpayer money should be paying for anything beyond basic bridge housing. Hmm. Now, that might be a little more controversial, but I agree with it completely. Is is um is any politician willing to run forward to this sort of thing? Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, for instance, or is he going to continue the homeless industrial complex by pretending with just a bunch of soft-hearted terms? Well, the we answer, need to help these people. We need compassion. So let's throw billions of dollars at it. It never improves. In fact, it gets worse. And we continue to throw billions of dollars at it. Right. Confiscating somebody else's money and wasting it isn't generosity. That's the opposite of generosity. It's disgusting. Uh, I'm skipping a couple points because folks can read it if they're interested. But, Jack, you'll really like this one. Uh, And they talk about going to court, challenging these things. But uh, point number nine is... Recognize that the rights of the homeless must be balanced with the rights of local residents and that homeless accommodation should be safe but should never be better than the cheapest unit of commercial housing. Mm. Uh, And confront the fact that a lot of homeless people are homeless by choice, not because they've run out of options. Oh, I'm sorry, not because they've ran out of options and they don't want help. I don't have any idea what that percentage is, but you have to admit that there is a percentage of people like that. That are homeless by choice. I don't know what the percentage is, but if you're going with that doesn't exist, well, then we can't even start a conversation. Or if you're homeless because you're a junkie and you have no desire to give up heroin or whatever, that's by choice in my world. Because, listen, I'm a guy who's lived maybe a little on the edge, a little bit, and made some questionable choices. But I've always fully expected to be held responsible for them. Um, And I love this. So, given the fact that there are a lot of homeless people who are homeless by choice, and we'll determine that number with careful study, act accordingly. Do we give these people control over our public spaces, our neighborhoods, our parks and beaches? What of the others, the mentally ill, the substance abusers, the criminals? Do we give them control over our public spaces? Well, no. Simple, rational discussion Well, we have. We absolutely have. This will not be the last we discuss this. Final thoughts with Armstrong Gang. Are, are none of the good ones worth uh, playing? None of the new ones, rather, that I've sent you guys? No? Okay. Here's your host, Joe Getty. I have more questions than answers, Jack. <laughs> Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo, what's, what's your final thought there, Michael? All right. The script spelling bee is no longer relevant. So all you jocks and football players who were jealous of the spellers because they got all the pretty girls, you no longer have anything to be jealous about. Nice. Positive Sean, final thought. Yeah, a report coming out from Vanity Fair that the New York Times prevented one of its reporters from going on Rachel Maddow's show because it's categorized as an opinion show. They're also stopping reporters from going on Don Lemon and Lawrence O'Donnell's show. 
That seems reasonable. Interesting. Well, that is surprisingly even-handed. Marshall Phillips, a final thought? Well, it's the end of my birthday month. I'm heading out now on a road trip. Big party tonight. And I've just learned the jackpots for this weekend's Mega Millions and Powerball drawings have grown to $800 million combined. I am looking at road trip buys. Hmm. Uh, Jack, final thought? I was just looking at this article where Meryl Streep came out against the idea of calling what boys do toxic masculinity. I want to talk about it next week because I am a guy who really worries about the world I'm bringing my boys into and the attitudes. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, my final thought is for the second day in a row, uh, my weight began with a one and not a two. Congratulations. I'm contemplating, contemplating going shirtless in public. Has it ever been a three? <laughs> no. No. Give him time. No, it has. Shut up, you. That'd be something. God forbid. Well, uh, still time. If that's a goal. One of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life weighed 325 pounds. Well, that's, that's not disqualifying of you being a nice person. I know. That's my point exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not I, good for your health. I'm not judging, right? I, yeah, I, I want my friends who are heavy to be healthy. Yeah. This, you will not hear y- yourself being mocked. Out of my mouth. Arms, Never. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. That, that uh, homeless industrial complex piece, well worth reading. If you're sick and tired of the West Coast bum explosion or you fear it's coming to you, read this. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Armstrong and Getty.